The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. If you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head over to betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code PODCAST1, 100% sign-up bonus today. He is Steve Fezzik, and I tell everybody this. It's unbelievable, but it's true. He's the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. Everybody that really likes to bet on the NFL, everybody that really thinks they're special, they all do the Super Contest at the Westgate. Steve is the only guy that ever won it twice. Look it up. At Fezzik Sports. On Twitter, he is a professional gambler. That is what he does for a living. He is a professional sports better. As you heard with Nick Costos last week, there is a difference. And this is how Steve makes his living. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of different podcasts. You can check them all out over at RossTucker.com. Andrew Brandt was fantastic today talking about what it looks like business-wise, if there's no fans, if there's a shortened season, what the increased debt limits means. That was that was educational today. And then tomorrow on the Fantasy Feast, we're diving into the rookie running backs and what they mean in terms of evaluations from Joe Dolan as to their success or failure and what you need to know about them from a fantasy perspective. I should mention it means a great deal to us when you guys rate and review this show or any of the shows. That's kind of how the Apple podcast algorithm works or really any podcast app you guys use. So if you get a chance to rate and review the show, please do. It's really easy to do it. And then you just take a screenshot on your phone or whatever and then email me Ross at Ross and you can ask Steve any question you want. What a what a resource. Like Steve charges for that, right? But on this podcast, you get it for free. Him answering your questions. Anyway, I, I could not be more excited to get into the week one lines presented by betonline.ag. So cool. 
Man, I've been looking forward to this for a week, Steve. We've got the schedule. It's out now, and we can look at the week one line. So before we do, two things. Number one is our official week one plays that will be graded by the Birdman at L Bergman. We will do that week like we always do. So these are not official plays, but listen. It's May 13th. The schedule just came out. We have the week one lines. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Secondly, which I think is maybe a more interesting question, how many week one bets do you typically make like the day, you know, the night the schedule comes out or a couple days after the schedule comes out? I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but just curious as to how many you end up making typically. Yeah, I made six, so that's pretty typical. I'm on top of it when the first numbers come out. Now, unfortunately, some of those lines are long gone on the openers. So by the time week one finally kicks off, that's almost always the week I bet the most. And it makes sense, Ross, with lines out there for five months in order to um, to wager on instead of one week, I'm going to get more bets during that period of time. All right, let's dive in. Uh, the first game, the opener... The Houston Texans are getting nine points from the Chiefs. What do you got, Steve, if anything? Yeah, not much. I made it nine and a half. I will say this. The total's 55 on the game. I would have a strong lean to the under because I looked back on last year and the highest total that was dealt week one was 51. So to have a 55 in week one, I do think is high. I did want to ask you, Ross, with um, everything that's going on and the limited practices and OTAs, et cetera, do you think that that's going to benefit the defenses a little more than the offenses I do? And I would certainly lean under 55. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I would lean under there because I do think, you know, really feels like best case scenario. It's like an abbreviated training camp. And not only that, Steve. Let's say it's a full training camp. They still missed out on a minimum of 15, 16, 17 practices. The 12 OTAs, at least one mini camp, which is five more practices right there. So you're talking a minimum of 17 practices. And offense takes more precision, more communication To be successful, defense is a little bit more reactionary as it is. So I kind of like the under there. I'll put one unit on the under there. Now I know Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, but I'll put a unit on the under here for the heck of it. Um, Nine points, though, that's that's too many when you're going against Deshaun Watson. I'm not giving Deshaun Watson nine points. He's... Uh, he's a magic man. How about you know, make it the best? Make it a best bet, Ross. I'll put a unit on the under off. Awesome, the best bet. Yeah, I I really like that logic, Steve. I hadn't thought that much at it, about it. I was looking mainly at the lines. I'll let you give the uh, totals for these, but I was just look again. I should mention I'm looking at the lines um, by BetOnline.ag. As always, you guys know use the promo code podcast one for the 100% sign up bonus 
gosh, now, right about now, would be a good time to do it. You get the 100% bonus and then start to do it. So you can give the uh, over-under totals for these, Steve. The uh, Sunday 1 o'clock games. The Dolphins are in New England, and the Dolphins are getting 6.5 points. That seems like a lot for me with a Patriots team that is starting Jarrett Stidham more than likely in his first start. I kind of like the Dolphins getting the six and a half points there. Plus, even when the Patriots are good, last year notwithstanding, they usually get off to slow starts. You know, the first month of the season, they're kind of feeling things out, and they lost a lot of guys on defense. I like the Dolphins getting the six and a half points, Steve. I'll put a, uh, I'll put two units on the Dolphins getting the six and a half. Yeah, I'll lean to the Dolphins. The reason it's not a play is, of course, the Dolphins with that Week 17 win against New England. So a little extra motivation, obviously, for New England losing their number two seed because of that loss at home to the Dolphins. Total is 43.5. I will go under, I think, with Stidham and New England. They're going to ride the defense. So I'll put two units on the under 43.5. Next up, we've got the Browns getting Eight and a half in Baltimore, taking on the Ravens. Yeah, I'll lean to Cleveland catching the points. You got a division rival, so they've certainly seen Lamar Jackson, and that'll be a benefit to help the defense. But I got to be honest, I think Baltimore is awesome this year. I think Baltimore is probably going to be the best team in the NFL. And because of that, I'm not eager to be betting against them. Total is 48, just to lean to Cleveland. Eight and a half seems like a lot. Um, you know, this is one of the rare ones where the Cleveland Browns have some new guys um, on defense, and especially at linebacker. And the Ravens, no Schobert for the Browns. The Ravens, you know, that's a, that. Now they should have all of training camp to work on it, but that's actually an offense where you really need to have a bunch of practice time. I guess, you know what? I'm talking myself out of this, Steve, because when you play somebody in week one, you spend a lot of time on that team. I was going to say it's going to be a disadvantage for the Browns not having as many practices, but in this instance, they actually will, for this particular game, spend a lot of time on it. I'll pass the game. I'll lean Cleveland. Eight and a half's a lot. I actually think Cleveland's going to be pretty good this year, so I'll lean Cleveland. Next up, we've got the Jets at the Bills, and the Bills are laying five and a half. Kind of interesting that the Patriots were given more points to the Dolphins, Chiefs more points to the Texans, Ravens more points to the Browns. Is this yet another case, Steve, of no respect for the Buffalo Bills? I think pretty much. I think when you think about the Bills, and this goes back to remember – Thanksgiving last year, the Bills were catching, what, six and a half, playing the Cowboys and just crushed the Cowboys. So this is a team that has been undervalued seemingly the entire year. The markets do expect the Jets to be a whole lot better. I'm not so sure. I think they will be better. I'm not sure their record is going to be any better. Obviously, when you're starting Fox for three games and your quarterback has mono for half the year, that's going to create all kinds of problems for the Jets. Um, the Bills just don't seem like a team that I want to be laying points with, though, Ross. 
they're a team I like taking the points with, and thus I'm going to pass on this game. The total is 40. Yeah, I'll probably pass as well. Um, I like the Bills, but I, I just don't I don't picture them blowing a lot of people out. If I had to lean here, I would lean to laying the five and a half with the Buffalo Bills. What about the Las Vegas Raiders getting a point on the road against the Carolina Panthers, Steve? Yeah, total 47. I'll take the Raiders plus the point for two units. I am a little concerned that the Raiders have a lot of distractions because they're moving, obviously, from Oakland to Las Vegas with all that's going on in the world. However, the Raiders are certainly not just the better, but the much better team than rebuilding Carolina. Rule, brand-new coach. You've got Bridgewater, brand-new quarterback. So I don't have optimism for Carolina, especially early in the year. And, you know, the, the Raiders, they're pretty darn good with the rookie running back before he got hurt. Uh, the rookie safety got hurt in week one. Um, by all accounts, they've got so many more weapons this year with another wide receiver. I'll look to the Raiders for two units. I'm with you. This is a best bet. I, I like the Raiders. You know, Carolina's got all kinds of young guys on defense, and their defense is not going to be good. And even offensively, it's a lot of new pieces in there with Robbie Anderson, Teddy Bridgewater. Raiders have – I know they've got some turnover on defense, but offense, they've got a lot of guys back. I'll put two units on the Raiders getting that point. I think they win that game outright. The best bet. Up next, it is the Seahawks. They are getting a point and a half on the road, Steve, from the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, normally when you have a team, obviously a West Coast team traveling east, early start time, you're looking to fade them, and the market knows that, and the line winds up moving. But um, this is going to be a weird year, Ross. I think there's about an 80% chance, even if the games are played, I think it's a little more likely than not that we're going to get games week one. So maybe 60% chance the season starts on schedule, but I'm almost sure that there aren't going to be any fans. So without any fans in the, in the stands, teams, especially dome teams like Atlanta, I think are going to have much less of a home field advantage, and that's going to favor the road teams. So now if that's the case, and Atlanta only has a one-and-a-half point home field advantage, Seattle is certainly better than Atlanta. So I'll lean with Seattle. I'll pass the 49 total. I'll put a unit on the Seahawks. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any fans in there. And so that takes away any home field advantage. I think Seattle's still the better team. We'll see what Atlanta does, but their secondary, I think, still leaves a lot to be desired. So one unit for the Seahawks for me. What about the Eagles on the road in Washington laying six points? Yeah, you know, one thing we should mention about home field advantage is really three components. Um, You get to sleep in your... I don't know. If, I want to ask you, Ross. Do you think that teams, instead of sleeping in their home hotel, are going to be staying at home this year or not? It's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, they've talked a lot about you know day of game travel, which is interesting because if that's what teams end up doing, I think that gives them a disadvantage on the road. So I, I don't know if it makes it back to a three. Let's say, Steve, there's no fans, but more teams, like, for example, the Eagles, rather than staying in a hotel, take the train down to Washington morning of the game. 
that's 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 different for a lot of guys. They're not used to that. So while the no crowd helps the lack of home field advantage, having to travel day of game increases it. So and I just that, I just can't see them tra- the the road team traveling day of game. I was thinking about the home team and whether they were going to be in their home beds or whether they were going to be in their home. Well, hotel. I would imagine to your point, home beds unless like they're in a hotel the whole season or something, you know. Yes, that, that that's what I anticipated. I do think that well, the home field, you've got you're familiar with the sight lines, you're familiar with every aspect of that stadium. You think about Pittsburgh and the swirling winds and the like. So you're still going to have that edge. You're still going to have the edge that your opponent has to travel and you don't. That's significant. But um, each one of those might be worth a point, uh, along with the familiar, familiarity of the routine, a little extra prep time for the home team. So that'll get you to about two points for home field. And then the extra point to point and a half of crowd noise um, basically disappears. But for a team like Washington, Washington has no crowd noise advantage because Washington has no fans. So oftentimes their stadium gets taken over. So I'll make the case that no fans is a tremendous advantage for a team like the Redskins because they have such limited home field crowd support anyways that COVID is good for the Redskins because of that, I um, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and pass this game. Uh, the total is forty-five. Yeah, I'd probably lean towards the Eagles getting the six points. Uh, given the six points, I should say, but I'm not enough to bet it. That that's too many points for me. What about the Bears getting a point and a half in Detroit against the Lions? Fascinating line that Detroit is favored in this game. So. Even with a limited home field advantage for Detroit, the markets are saying that Detroit should be the favorite. i got to be honest, last year, Chicago beat Detroit twice. They beat Jeff Driscoll, and they beat David Blau. Both games were very close. So if the Bears are going to struggle to beat Detroit's backup quarterbacks, they're going to have a lot of trouble beating Detroit with Stafford. And so I understand the number with Detroit being favorite. If anything, I'd, I'd lean Detroit. I'm disappointed though I don't want to lay points with Detroit, and I'll pass the total 43.5. Pretty much agree with everything you just said. I, I kind of like Detroit, but I'm not laying points. I didn't think that they they would be laying points. Now, everything we just said, Steve, is that a case where you look at the money line? Mm, that doesn't really matter because Detroit will be a minus 125 on the money line, so it'll be basically equivalent to laying 1.5, so it doesn't make a difference. Same thing either way. Got it. Okay. All right, let's get to the Colts and the Jaguars. The Jags, the Colts are on the road, and they're laying six and a half on the road. The Jags signed Mike Glennon on Friday, Steve. They are not really trying to win this season. Yeah, you know, the Miami wasn't trying to win last season. They did start horrendous and wound up winning five games. So you got to wonder about how Jacksonville, are they going to start out horrendously like Miami did where they got crushed by Baltimore and then by New England. Um, divisional dogs say, well, this isn't a divisional game, so it doesn't, doesn't apply. I was yeah, it is. It, it is a divisional game. It is a divisional oh, game. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind here. I'm thinking about baseball realignment being in the central and the east and the west and regional games. So divisional dogs have historically done really well week one. So that alone has me leaning towards Jacksonville, especially, you know, Rivers getting used to his new team, et cetera. So uh, because of that, I'll lean to Jacksonville, but I'm not betting on this Jacksonville team. Total 46. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I I kind of like the Colts. Six and a half is a lot, a lot. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to pass the game. I'd still probably lean Colts with that six and a half. How about the Packers getting three points in Minnesota? Yeah, interesting. Almost everyone else has three and a half. So Bet Online is dealing the three. You have to lay minus one twenty-five on the Vikings. Total forty-six and a half. Very curious line that this line is north of three. Without any fans, Minnesota's not going to have a three and a half point home field advantage. It's going to be more like two points. So the markets are saying Minnesota's better than Green Bay right now, and I kind of agree. But um, I was. So very surprised. I thought this line would be two and a half where I would be leaning towards Minnesota. Of course, Minnesota came up empty against Green Bay last year, and they certainly lost a lot in free agency. Uh, total 46 and a half. I'm going to pass the game. Yeah, I'll pass it. I think that line's about right. I, I would have Vikings laying three points in this one. Chargers laying three points on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. I got to tell you, Steve, I don't know if there'll be fans or not. I kind of like the Bengals getting the three points here. I just think the excitement about Joe Burrow, having Joe Burrow there. I know he's a rookie quarterback. I think the Chargers will go with Tyrod Taylor. and Maybe he'll be able to run around and win, but I kind of like the Bengals getting the three points here. I think you should wait because I think you'll get more than three points. Um, yeah, Burrow, I'm, I'm high on Burrow, but I tell you, the Bengals have just been such a laughing stock, and they've been bad for so long here um, in recent times. I know they made the five straight playoffs with Andy Dalton, and I'm also not eager to be backing rookie quarterbacks the limited time to get ready for the season. And so because of that, I'm going to look to play the Bengals later in the year, not early in the year. I'll pass the game. Interesting. Okay. What about Arizona laying or, or getting eight points from the Niners week one? I'm putting two units on Arizona. I think Arizona's going to be really good. The Niners got rid of DeForest Buckner. And Arizona played the Niners awesome in both games last year. Not only that, by the way, I don't think this game's going to be in San Francisco based on what's going on in the California stuff. So I'm all over the Arizona Cardinals getting eight points from the Niners. Two units. I'll put two units on Arizona. Also, the... If, if the venue does get moved, we're going to get a cancellation of our bet because it has to be played in, in the San Francisco area for it to count. But I, I certainly agree with you that the Arizona offense had great success in both their games last year. The um, mobile quarterback causes serious problems for the San Francisco defense, and I do think the Arizona defense is going to be much better. Arizona's a team that um, the wise guys think is going to be vastly improved Total 46, we've got a best bet, uh, two units Arizona, plus the eight. The best bet. Tom Brady is an underdog, Steve. Tom Brady, the underdog, getting four points in New Orleans. Yeah, not enough. Um, I'm surprised there's only four. Some places have it higher. I don't trust Tom Brady at all at age 43. There's been two wins in the history of the NFL by a starting quarterback that's age 43. So now Tampa Bay is supposed to win 10 games with Tom Brady. I am not buying into it at all. Uh, Tom Brady had a QBR, 17th in the league last year. I didn't understand that 
New England didn't have any weapons for most of the year. But nevertheless, brand new systems and not much time to learn them. And Gronk is supposed to get, I think, 600 yards passing. So um, the optimism regarding Gronk is not um, uh, realistic, although the wide receivers obviously are really, really good for Tampa Bay. Uh, I'll lean to New Orleans, but I don't want to bet on New Orleans because they're not going to have any fans, and their fans are a huge part of their home field. And COVID certainly hammered. New Orleans and Louisiana as much as any city other than New York. So because of that, just a lean to New Orleans. I'm going to lean Tampa. I'm not going to take them, though, because of the abbreviated training camp. And I just don't think Brady is going to be on as, as in tune with his receivers early in the season as he will be later. So it's a lean to Tampa getting the four points, but I'm not going to put the units on him. What about Sunday night football? It's the Steelers, or maybe this is Monday. It's the Steelers giving the Giants three points. Skipping Dallas Rams? I don't know why they have it on, on Beto Online. Steve, they have uh, 479, 480. I don't know why they have it in front. I'll go back to Cowboys Rams. Kind of weird. I was just going down the order of betonline.ag. Um, but let's. you're right. Let's go to Sunday night. Cowboys-Rams does not appear like it'll be in Los Angeles, by the way. Cowboys laying two and a half points. Yeah, so I bet the Rams plus three pretty big. I thought my, my bet will be voided if it's not played in L.A. And the analysis I had was that the fact that the Rams are playing their very first home game when they do play it in that stadium – Normally, you'd be like, well, they're not going to have much of a home field advantage. But um, I looked, and the preseason schedule had the Rams playing three of their four games at new SoFi Stadium. So I said, well, if that stadium is ready and somehow uh, California allows teams to play, that's going to be a pretty big edge, the Rams getting to play three games in that stadium in August. The fact that that's not going to occur probably um, is going to negate that advantage I will say I was really surprised that Dallas opened as a significant favorite in this game. Dallas didn't beat anyone good last year, including losing games at the Jets, at the Bears. So they were a horrible road team. And with a brand-new coach, I don't know if they're going to be, be able to change that early on. I'll lean Rams in this game, but a pass and a likely venue change. Total 50. Yeah, I'm going to – I'd probably I'd – probably, you know, the interesting thing here, too, about the Cowboys is the new coaching staff, too. So I'd probably lean to the Rams, you know, getting those two and a half points as well. I'm kind of with you on that. Now we get to Monday night. The Steelers laying three points to the Giants, Steve. You know, I got to wonder about the New York teams, the Jets and the Giants, and with as much um, problems as New York has had, how difficult is it going to be for them to have any kind of semblance of a normal season? No one's going to have a normal season, but I think New York um, is really going to be a challenge in New York and New Jersey to um, be able to prepare for games, et cetera, and just live normal lives. Um, I don't know. Big Ben looks like his idea of a workout is to um, ride 18 uh, holes playing golf and maybe a little yoga. So I don't know what kind of shape Big Ben's going to be in, but I know this. I want no part of Duck Hodges. 
um, or Rudolph at quarterback. So Pittsburgh could certainly be a whole lot better this year, and that defense was playing awesome. I'll lean Pittsburgh. I'll pass on the total, 47.5. Yeah, I would lean Pittsburgh as well. I think Ben will be out there, and I'm not ready to say the Giants are better, especially with the Giants having a new coaching staff. So I'll lean Pittsburgh, laying those three points. What about the last one, Monday night? It's the Broncos hosting the Titans. Broncos are laying two and a half points. Yeah, total 42. Interesting that the Broncos are the favorite in this game, despite Tennessee's run in the playoffs. And it speaks a lot to the wise guy optimism about Denver. You know, I was thinking that I'd be taking Denver in this game plus one, and then it opened up as high as Denver minus three. So the markets are all over this. A little trend out there. Altitude in Denver early in the year, Ross, has been incredibly good. Denver, since 1989, is 50-11 and straight up at home in September. So that's enough to put me off of Tennessee, despite uh, a curious line here. I'll pass the game. I'll pass the 42 total. Yeah, it's an interesting line for me. I, I, I think I lean Tennessee. I, I still think they're the better team. Uh, you never know, but I, I lean Tennessee getting those two and a half points. You know, we'll see what Drew Locke's like in year two, and he's not getting the benefit of working with all these new receivers very much, like Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. In fact, you know what? I'll put a point on the Titans getting two and a half points. Why not? I'll I'll take my shot there with the Titans. Excellent work, Steve. I'm not going to lie. That felt good. That felt really, really good. Now we all need to take our hands, interlock our fingers, and pray that there is a week one in September because that would be glorious. Football players on the field for our entertainment. Please, thank you. And for our betting purposes. So hopefully I can win you guys a bunch of money again this year. Boom. That's my goal every year. Other than that, I already told you about the Fantasy Feast and Andrew Brandt on today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Don't miss Greg Cosell on Friday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Breaking down how you defend the RPO. These Cosell's Concepts episodes, people are loving them. You know the deal about downloading on multiple devices. I told you how important it is you rate and review the show. It means a great deal. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.